Jaja Breaker. Jaja Breaker. Jaw. Jawbreaker. The job, the jaw, jaw, jawbreaker. Jason bought a big truck. Jaw, jawbreaker. This one goes out to all the Arizona peeps. All right there. This is Chris from the Jawbreaker Podcast. I am a veteran. I support all kinds of music, and I try to support everything I can that is Arizona. All right? And that's why I'm giving you this. The Country Can Festival at Riverview Park. Riverview Park. That is in Tempe, I believe. Saturday, November 12th, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. My friends from the Christopher Shane Band are going to be playing there. They are Southern Rock slash Country, and they are Arizona AF, okay? These guys are fucking cool. You don't have to like country music. You just have to like music, and you have to like alcohol, and all that's going to be there, all right? And where there's alcohol and music, you're going to find pretty girls. So go uh, go see what you can see. But I have a treat for you. This treat is going to be two free tickets, okay? Go to our Facebook page at The Jawbreaker, J-A-W-B-R-A-K-E-R, okay? You're going to follow it. You're going to look for the Country Can Festival link that I posted on top and go to the uh, comments and leave your email. And this will give you a chance to win two free tickets. This post has a link to purchase tickets for $25. They will be $30 at the door. Now, because I've done no research, I just went straight to the website, and I'll read you a little paragraph to let you know what you're getting into. This is, what's it say? This will be a celebration of great live country music, Arizona's best food trucks, unique shopping, our veterans, and every kind of drink in a can. Bring your blankets and chairs to chill out on the lawn, and don't forget to bring your dancing boots to our to dance on our large wooden dance floor, which I will not be doing. The ticket is only $25, and your first can drink is on us. Uh, two can drinks if you are a veteran, so I will be getting two drinks. We will have canned domestic beer, craft beer, canned cocktails, seltzers, wine, and non-alcoholic drinks. This is a 21 and over festival. Bring your doggy. We are a pet-friendly festival. I will be bringing both my doggies. Veterans, bring your ID to receive your second drink ticket. And get your tickets now. They will be $30 at the door. Not sure if you can hear my dog scratching at the door. Anyhow, this is going to be a great podcast ahead. And jaw, jaw. All right, Jason, if I told you once, I've told you a thousand times. Chris. Okay. Nice Ride is got, they're sponsoring us. Yes, they are. And I'm going to fucking tell you all about them. Tell me about this Nice Ride. Right now, one Nice Ride. Since 2013, Nice Ride has set out to promote a lifestyle that emphasizes the three most important aspects of our lives. Family, friends, and most importantly, fun. Nice Ride is proud to be your one-stop shop for trendy, comfortable California lifestyle apparel. They specialize in a wide variety of apparel, including embroidered hats, caps, coolers, tumblers, outers wear, outer wear, and <laughs> men's, women's, and children's clothing. Nice Ride's mission is to keep their customers outfitted with highest quality designs while providing incredible customer service and maintaining affordable prices. Whether you're ready to hit the gym or shred some waves, their apparel is made from durable material that's perfect for any adventure seeker, outdoor enthusiast, gym lover, or those who just love being comfortable. All of Nice Ride's lifestyle apparel is made in the USA, and we offer free USA ground shipping to all of the customers. USA promo code JAW. Use the promo code JAW. You'll save 10% 
For Christ's sakes, I just read this off my phone. I can't believe I did it. Nailed it, and well done, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. And While now, we're talking about sponsorships, I'll make this quick and short, I think. Please, please. Founded. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Earth Skateboards. Founded by myself, Mr. Clay Lake, Ashley Tatum. Earth Skateboards was founded with charity in mind. To combine music, arts, and skating, we manufacture products with a sharp focus on giving to foundations and organizations that make a positive impact for the Earth. The bands and individuals we feature and celebrate with our brand are all have the choice of a charity to work with. By supporting Earth, <laughs> I might want to cut that again and do it. Fantastic. I was doing so well. No, you're doing great. This is awesome. Okay, so Earth Skateboards. Let's talk about Earth Skateboards. Uh, founded by myself, Mr. Clay Lake, and Miss Ashley Tatum. Uh, Earth Skateboards was founded with a charity in mind. To combine music, arts, and skating, we manufacture products with a sharp focus on giving to foundations and organizations that make a positive impact for the Earth. The bands and individuals we feature and celebrate with our brand all have their choice of charity to work with. By supporting Earth Skateboards, you are making a difference and contributing to positive change. It is important to us individually to develop awareness and give support to trusted, hardworking charities. I feel like I just made a difference. You just did. Just in that one moment. That one moment's all it takes. FNA Cotton. By listening, Cotton. All right. One little listen through, and here we are. All right, let's get on with the show. Woo! Fucking live in the middle of a haboo. God damn it. Scared it's scary out there. You can hear the wind whipping. Instantly. And, and Jason. Windows are rattling. Jason just did his uh, backyard. I'm nervous now right now. Fucked. I'm shitting my pants. I'm going to use your bidet in a minute. Honestly, <laughs> like, I just have, like, I just started my new back patio with my new barbecue pit thing. And I didn't put any of the tools away there in the backyard or the, <laughs> or the bags of empty sand, empty bags of sand. So shit's probably just rampant in my house right now, like flying uh, through my glass windows. Skill saws flying through the, the air. It's like, 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 like fucking like the movie Twister. Movie. Yeah, the movie Twister. The cows are back there. Dude, it's raining like crazy. My the chihuahuas wind is probably. Nuts. This is <laughs> yeah. fucking. Jay's with us again. Yeah, Jay. Jay from nice ride. He's back. Baby. I'm back. Jay, Jay. Baby. Jay, Jay. Yeah, you, can they hear that wind? I don't know. Can Maybe. That shit's whipping. Wait for a good one. That's scary. You can hear it. It's like Halloween noises. Yeah, dude. Wow, I'm not. It's definitely Halloweenish. Shit, I'm waiting for that call from my wife. Like, hey, so <laughs> <laughs> we need to up the insurance. So by the way, uh, got to do it all over again. Yeah, remember Yikes. that? Uh, oh my God, we were just talking about the roof too. We were talking about getting the roof redone and like the shingles and like how we're going through this whole thing with insurance companies oh, and yeah. shit. Home ownership. And they keep on, yeah, they keep on trying to throw one shingle here, one shingle there. We're like, no, fucking, the whole thing is like yeah. falling apart. Man. Redo it yeah. the right we paid way. You a lot of the money. first time. Yeah, Speaking of seriously. which, uh, went outside a few days ago. Fucking shingle on the ground. What is going one on? Shingle one shingle fell off the ground. Now I got this fucking haboob coming in. Oh, is it one Don't of those tiles or it's a, a shingle? It's a tile. A tile. So we got a guy lethal. coming over. That's yeah. like <laughs> dude, the nail was this fucking long. Oh it's yeah, just sticking Damn. up. Yeah, it was cracked in half because it's made of fucking whatever porcelain. Something yeah, some thing? it's like clay almost. Clay, yeah. yeah. Do but you it, think the house is gonna make it through this? Uh, I mean, I paid a lot for the house. Right it better now. fucking make it. Okay. That's all I'm all saying. Right. <laughs> you worry me now that random uh, it's roof one tiles yeah. are flying it's off, and it wasn't even storming. And now we're getting hit with this. I got uh, a guy coming on Monday. He's gonna climb up there. Listen, I fucking called this one guy. I said, look, I got one tile that needs to be replaced. It said six hundred and fifty dollars for the visit and twenty five dollars per tile. That's I'm like, I'm not paying a thousand dollars for you to fucking climb up a ladder and replace one tile. No, you're like, I'm going to start taking pottery classes for that yeah. money. Build my own roof. Why don't you have Jason <laughs> do it? It sounds job. like he knows what he's got, like, tools. Yeah, you got, got, you got the ladder, yeah, right? I had tools until there. the storm hit. Another <laughs> <laughs> in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> now you got a rusty ladder. <laughs> a rusty ladder, yeah. A little twist. Oh, my God. Actually, I have, like, lights hanging out back there on little hooks. I might call the wife in a while. Yeah, they, they're not there. <laughs> they're not there anymore. Oh, she all, she all, it just started raining here. I'm like, this storm, is everything cool at the house? Uh, is it bad there? Uh, I'm like, yes. I'm three miles from home. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to fucking screw up the house here. Batten down the hatches. Dude, it's going down right now. Oh. Jesus Lord. All um, right. Let's talk about uh, the fact stuff. that our buddy Jay used to be in law enforcement. Yes. Oh, Jay, wow. my man. The, the long career in law enforcement. That. Yes. It was, yeah. it was a great career. I, uh, I survived yeah. 23 wow. years. And did it without firing a shot. No and, kidding. Uh, yeah, almost eight years SWAT. 
uh, five years in a quasi undercover unit that I built from scratch. Holy um, shit, bud. That's, that's awesome. And uh, here in Arizona, and it was, uh, it was a hell of a time. It, it was a blast. Um, people always ask me, they're like, oh, you, you quit because it got bad and sure, because sure. of the people. And no, I, I, I quit because I became a lieutenant and all the internal drama bullshit was what turned me off to law enforcement. And I wanted to get into different things, hence Nice Ride. Thank you, Chris, the owner of Nice Ride, for giving me an afterlife. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it was, yeah, it was the internal shit that just turned me off. The people, no matter how crazy they were, or no matter how interesting things got, that's what made me put on a uniform every night and hurry up to get into work. It was the greatest show on earth. And I primarily worked uh, graveyards, especially as a young cop. I think I did nine years in a row of graveyards until I didn't know what day it was anymore. I was like, (laughs) all right, man, maybe I should like switch to a swing shift or something. But um, the people are, are are what drove me to it. It, It's truly helping strangers and, you know, one of the best things I, I've heard in law enforcement is people sleep peacefully in their beds at night due to rough men and women prepared to do violence on their behalf. Yeah. So being out there at night and catching burglars and stopping people that could have been on their way to commit a murder or something crazy, I mean, I made some real good high-profile arrests, and I loved it, and... I miss it sometimes, but I literally walked away and was like, hey, I, I mastered what I want to master, did my thing, and moved on. So yeah, it was a great career. So my great question is, that. what makes a cop turn to a fucking asshole? Because there's, I've been pulled over by a couple guys. You've got your bad ones, it seems like, yeah. you know, which is like kind of the stigma. And then you've got your really great cops that yeah. really are just really, like, really, really care. Are they, they, they just, like are they really, just, has it just, they've just been jaded? Is that what it is? So listen to Paul Harvey, great uh, uh, radio personality that passed away years ago, but I grew up listening to him. Listen to his take on policemen. It's a short, like, two-minute little piece, and it pretty much sums up a a cop's life. Um, They don't make a ton of money. I mean, now the pay's better and everything, but you constantly get poked. You're constantly getting shit on or whatnot, but that's no excuse for being a dick. And uh, there's always... We have a better record than clergymen when it comes to (laughs) being being bad, you know, when, when... But it's so high profile that when you have a bad cop, it stands out, especially now with, with big media. Um, They, you don't hear about all the great things cops do on a daily basis. You hear about the shit that goes wrong. And let's say you take 10 million person to person contacts a year. How many bad things do you really hear about law enforcement? Mm -hmm. It's like 1% of 1% where truly the cop is wrong and it's a bad shooting or something like that. So it's, it's not as bad as media makes it out to be, but there's always that, um, Napoleon mentality for some cops that make it in the law enforcement where they put on the badge and they're like, I'm the cop and yeah. you're not. They got beat sure. up at school yeah. or something. Yeah. This something. is their time. Yeah. Payback's yeah. a motherfucker. Yeah. Kind of shit. Not <laughs> everybody needs a ticket. Not everybody needs to go to jail. It's, and I, I attribute one of the things is some of the cops have been hired and I'll be just blunt with you. They've never been in a fight, never saw a vagina, never smoked a joint, never drank a beer. That does not make a great cop because (laughs) you go out there and they find somebody with a joint and they're like, oh, man, boss, you know, I got this guy. I hooked him up for a felony when weed was illegal. Yeah, that's not the way to do business. And, you know, you get cops that put themselves in situations that they probably shouldn't have been in. I mean... Yes, you have to make split-second decisions, but those decisions sometimes can be weighed a little bit before, like, 
you pull up on two dudes just beating the piss out of each other, and you can tell they're probably buddies and had a couple too many beers. Yeah. You don't need to jump in the middle of a bloody mess and <laughs> spray everybody with OC spray and, you know, end up getting your ass kicked or having to use force, you know, to the ultimate degree. And, you know, it's, it's really having street smarts makes the best cops. It makes sense. And, yeah. and I think that era is, is, kind of gone there's it's weird because the era i grew up in you knew how to fight you know you chase girls when you were young and we're like yeah i have 10 girlfriends or whatnot and so you understood women and you understood you know you experimented with weed or whatnot and uh i i i knew how to fight so like when when you're cruising around and you you get that family fight call at three in the morning and some dude comes ripping out of the house with face tats and he's like <laughs> six three and he's like yeah i'm gonna kick your ass you know nowadays cops immediately go to their gun because yeah. they've never been in a fight like that for me i was like let's get it on baby <laughs> you know and you got it on and once the handcuffs were on it, it was it was fair the shit was over and you treated people no matter if if they were poor and from the hood to you know the richest house in the neighborhood you treat them all the same and you treat them fair and i was able to walk in a house where a known gang member lived and sit down at their table and eat food with them and talk to the mom and the sisters and yeah. and and talk to the bad guy or give somebody a break or you know, but on the other hand, I fucking chased everything that ran and I caught him. Sure. <laughs> I think I was like 110 and seven or something in foot pursuits. I mean, I kept like a record of this shit. But and looking back and I'm like, man, I beat the piss out of my body over the years. Oh, and, I bet you had to. You know, jumping fences and getting hit by cars. and Fuck, you carry a lot of weight shit. too, it seems. But, it's like, you know, with all the oh, gear dude, you got to carry all, on top of and it. And now it's even worse because I see these cops and now they got what's called a molly vest. Huh? So they got body camera, they got a taser, they got 26, you know, AR-15 magazines on like, them. Where's my mobility here? Gun <laughs> magazines. I'm like, they got scissors. They got trauma packs. They got. I'm like, what the fuck are you carrying? Yeah. You're like I'm a cut paramedic, you doctor, <laughs> police, security guy. You know, so it's weird. Back then, it was heavy enough, and and the bulletproof vests were yeah. were not as advanced as now. They're paper thin, but they still do the same thing. The 19 inch thick ones did for us when we're You're like choking on, yeah. like, it's yeah. almost like Walking Tommy Boy around. in the airplane when he pulls a fucking. <laughs> the, yeah, the the tape. He's like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> Trying to chase this dude. You're like, what the shit is on this? <laughs> and then in Arizona, even on graveyards, it was 110 degrees out. Oh, God. So the minute you, shit, you, right. you leave brief and, and, and hit the road, you were soaked. Those vests And you smelled all, oh, oh. bro. You, you just know that you're stuck in that for like hours. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dude, my cop, my sister's a cop. We've mentioned her as well before. Uh, Fallon, Fallon DeVore out in, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Fallon Outlaw is her name. She's oh, married to no Mike, way. Mike Outlaw. That's yeah. really her Outlaw, last name? Outlaw, bad motherfucking no name. No shit. I know, I'm like, sis, you got to change your name from DeVore to fucking Outlaw. Mm. That's some shit. And they love, like, their old classic cars, too. They got, like, all the old trucks, all the old cars, her and her husband, Mike. That's And he's a firefighter as well, you know, so it's, like, really cool, this couple there. But, uh, yeah, she works out in Kentucky, and uh, we talked about her. She's a CrossFit chick as well, so she uh, she has no problem carrying gear. But it's um, she's been doing it for probably about, oh God, I think about 15 years now, something oh, no of that shit. nature. Yeah, she, she really likes it. She's done the graveyard shift. You mentioned that yeah. uh, for, like, I remember I tried calling her just randomly, and she was, like, having a hard time staying awake because she just got home from shift and talking about just how – just how much more it is. It seems like it seems like from her angle, she was telling me like just more it is in the night shifts because obviously your schedule's flipped. You're uh, a lot, a lot of shit goes down at night. You know, a lot, yeah. a lot of weird shit. People are already tired and out of their minds. You know, so you can you don't know what you're gonna get probably. That's the fun shift. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah it's like you never know. It's like everything's shift. a surprise. I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's insane. <laughs> Good the shit like, you see. Fuck, what? Never gonna see that again. <laughs> yeah, when I was in Virginia, I was uh, on my way to buy weed, and this is back in the day when it was all illegal and shit. Before, yeah. I, so my buddy and me were driving. I had my bowl in my pocket, like we always did, because you never know when you're going to run into somebody. In the and 90s, you know, yeah, that's right. Right. somebody's got weed. Yeah. So uh, we're driving. We get pulled over because uh, they have these things called city stickers, and a city sticker was out of date, so we got pulled over. Okay. Immediately, they just, I think on the way we looked, they said, you guys are 
you know, we're going to get you. Clearly for there's a bowl in your pocket. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've gotten Take that before. Take off all right? your clothes. Just, we need to switch. <laughs> just to sneak so, it in. It's like, I've gotten that like small town Wyoming. It's like the cops came over skateboarding on the corner. Like, all right, bud, give yeah. us cigarettes. I'm like, fuck did you know I had cigarettes, bro? <laughs> Sure, shit, I got three packs in my back pocket. Go Unbelievable. So, yeah, the one thing leads to another, and we both get out of the car. I didn't have to get out of the car because I didn't do anything because I was a passenger. So that was my caveat right there. So I get out. The guy searches me. Didn't have to search me, you know, because I was a passenger. I didn't get pulled over. So I'm not in the situation. But no, I just did everything he told me to do because that's what you do. And uh, he found a bull. You would have thought I was public enemy number one. We got a bull over here. Get a bull over Exactly. And I'm like, yeah. this is way out of proportion. All yeah. right, I understand I did the illegal shit. Sure. And I understand I got to pay the consequences. Sure. Okay. Do you have to overreact like this? Is I know, this... right? So, yeah, so they put it in a paper bag. I went into court. They had it labeled Exhibit A. Oh, fucking little <laughs> bag. In back. Back. Yeah. So the guy fucking, I think I told this story before, but regardless, uh, Exhibit A. What was my bull? That was probably their biggest arrest ever. Yeah, that it sounds, sounds like, like a pod- as well. Yeah, Podunk small town. They're like, remember that time back in '78? <laughs> fucking got that kid, Chris. Yeah, I got yeah, that motherfucker. Good. It seems like these guys are learning on the job sometimes because sure. this guy, my lawyer that I didn't pay for, is a public attorney. I met him that day when I came in. He goes, "We're gonna get you off." So sure. he, we walk up there, judge, and uh, the cop that arrested me right here. And my public attorney said, hey, to the cop, he says, I want you to read this law. And basically, he was stuttering over his own words. And as he was reading, it contradicted everything that he did to me. Oh, boy. Because you're only supposed to deal with the, the driver, not the passenger. Passenger didn't do shit. Oh, so you're kind of just immediately. It's like so a, immediately I'm out. Exhibit A is out the exhibit door. Exhibit A didn't fucking matter. <laughs> exhibit yeah. A is back in your pocket. Yeah. Fruits of the poisonous tree. Oh, yeah. what a lucky day for me. What a lucky day. And the judge looked at me and he goes, son, today's your lucky day. Boom. And he gaveled it. And I walked the fuck out of there. Feeling like, felt like a good fella. Like never, I just got off. Never <laughs> smoked weed ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I put that good. My hair was, was long as fuck. I, I, I had a giant fucking beard at the time. It was long and shit. I oh, used to put yeah. rubber bands in it just on the chin. Oh, it was yeah. long as fuck, dude. I was, it was the 90s. That's yeah, you were Allison Chaining. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah, you were. See? Fuck, yeah. You were a West Coast chopper. I looked yeah. like I should have been caught. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually asking to be caught. <laughs> well, it's it's weird because now it's it's gone. The the pendulum swung so the other. hard. So we became legal, right? And now you got these weird states that are like heroin, meth, cocaine, fucking fentanyl. Mm. That's a misdemeanor ticket in some states. That's intense, right? And they're just like crazy. Hey, we're gonna take your heroin. Here's your ticket. Have a nice Get day. The fuck and, out of here. Which is like insane to me because that's. We never, I never in 23 years had to fight somebody that was stoned. Hey, man, I'm stoned. I want to fight the yeah, police. I can take you, know, you out right if now, If anything, bro. you ended up standing there in their living room like, what the fuck are you watching on TV, bro? Take like, a swing at me, man. Yeah, it's like, you know. See what happens, right? Yeah, and, and now the shit that's ruining America is becoming decriminalized. Like yeah. heroin and fentanyl, all these yeah. things. And, and, some, and, and it's sad because and everybody talks about this whole uh, mental health crisis, right? Mm-hmm. So when I started police work, you, you didn't run into a lot of mental health crises on a regular basis. And when you did, it was truly a mental health crisis. Like it was somebody that... Maybe they're in Vietnam, or, or maybe they really had some something going on with their body that PTSD yeah. or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, now what they're labeling mental health crisis is everybody that's hooked on pills that's just all fucked up. And I, I think if instead of oh we need to deal with the mental health crisis, I think if they deal with the the M30s, the the fentanyl pills that are I Killing mean, people. We could probably walk around a block and find ten thousand in somebody's house. Yeah. But if they tackle that issue, 
you won't have the mental health crisis that they have. It'll slowly go have the homeless. Up, yeah. You know, the, the homeless thing, there's some real homeless people out there. Yeah. Sure. But then there's a, a big trend of people that want to be homeless because oh, it's a yeah. lifestyle. And, it's and become, they're hooked it's on pills. Huge. You know, it's, sure. it's become legalized, I think, uh, not too long back, right? For I, I, hear, I heard something about that as far as even in, just here in town. I'm not sure it was state or what, but. Um, you started seeing a lot more people yeah. uh, on the streets, you I've know, seen uh, on, the, seen on the highways and stuff, and they look pretty well put together, and things are going pretty good. They're not dirty. It's, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. It's like they, they yeah. seem like they might have an opportunity that uh, others might not, and they're uh, still, I guess, want to take a guy's spot in some weird way or something. You yeah. Know what I mean? um, but I see what you're saying with that. And it's, it's, it's interesting to bring that up, too, with the mental health thing of that. I think you, know, I think you might be on some of that, too, with just it's already – turning your brain into mashed potatoes so clearly something's going to go awry right. you know and it's like uh not the same as uh in many cases as like you say the uh, actual p ptsd and things of that nature like real traumatic exp life experiences and it's almost like self-inflicted unfortunately it seems in some ways because of the heavy drugs that are again turning your brain to mush and making you go fucking nuts it's 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 crazy the way um this shit flows into the country all all this so when I was on the SWAT team, one of the things we did, we, we became clandestine lab certified at the time, which meant we can go in and do a search warrant on a meth lab, which is fucking insane why I'd ever sign up for something like that. Um, so you got SCBA certified. You work with firefighters. By the way, so tell your sister, tell her husband, mm -hmm. God created cops so firefighters would have heroes too. There it is. So. Ah, <laughs> how about that? You're that Mike outlaw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that, see? Take that, see? Yeah. Mike, we know you're just sitting on a Barca lounger and then working out like six times a day. Yeah, you're hanging out <laughs> waiting for that cat call, man. Playing <laughs> Wii and stuff. There's shit on fire. <laughs> but, uh, Playing cards. So I was clandestine lab certified, and one of the things, we went to the DPS lab, state troopers lab, and we got to make our own meth. So you knew how this shit was made from the inception, and you saw what was put into this. Whoever the fuck would put that shit in their body, it's like, just go home, go under your sink, grab all the chemicals you can, Jeez. and, you know, put it all together and just drink it. Yeah. That's, that's basically what, it, what it's like smoking meth, and yet, you know, I, I've known career meth addicts that are, you know, 60 years old, and you're like, how the fuck are you still alive, dude? <laughs> yeah. Like, your arm fell off, like, yeah. six years ago. <laughs> totally. And and they Decom put that decomposed. shit in their body. I, I just don't understand the... I get it, it's addicting, but why you would even try something like that to begin with? You yeah, know? different it's strokes just... for different folks. I'm reading a book sure. on Anthony Kiedis right now. Oh, no sing, shit. Singer for the Peppers, yeah. sure. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I never realized the amount of drugs that guy did. Uh, oh. He started off living with his dad okay right. and it was a point in time where he he lived with his dad his dad was one of the biggest drug dealers hmm. in california yeah. no like shit. he was pimping in the 70s so he wow. would go on to like hollywood boulevard hit these the rainbow room all these places and just sell fucking drugs he took anthony with him sat no him down God. anthony was smoking weed at 13 or 14 with his dad yeah he, he looked up to his dad so whatever his dad did he was gonna do it sure so that's his angle on getting in, and then he he went to mainlining cocaine, uh, putting it in a syringe and fucking shooting cocaine, shit. then heroin, and he would go on these benders. Yeah, for, you know. So I'm at. He, he had a, a giant chunk, I think five years of sobriety, and then he went and got his tooth fucking handled, and they gave him some narcotics, and he uh. said that at that moment when he was under, because they had to cut him. Okay. And and they were, he he said I'm allergic to this can't have any narcotics so mm -hmm. he's like okay we'll give you whatever and then they go under and he says i'm gonna have to cut your tooth i'm gonna have to give you something for the pain so i forget what they gave him but it was probably a narcotic right he liked it he got it and he said his brain just said oh yeah it's this shit is right the here. shit it's right here jam. and he right back yeah and he, he knew right then and there he goes when i'm done with this i'm heading out through the fucking bridges underneath the fucking yeah. and, and la i'm gonna get some heroin Oh, and that man. started a whole new fucking new bender circuit. that he went on. But is he sober again now? He's or? sober again. It starts off, the book is cool. It starts off with him. A lady comes in and uh, injects him, like present day, with uh, ozone. What's and that? the ozone it helps clear up. I guess he got uh, 
the fuck was it? Uh, not syphilis or some shit like that, but something. He, he contracted something along the way. Along the way, with all these dirty needles he was using, and yeah. uh, the ozone helps clear it up. Okay. So that's one of the the tricks that he's using. Huh. But dude, it's like the amount of drugs these guys use. Oh yeah, it's and they're still around. Still, still around and, and <laughs> rocking and rocking and looking kind of healthy, weirdly. Unbelievable. <laughs> the long process Which of that lifetime of it. Fucking baffles me. I just saw a story about Aerosmith had to cancel some of their shows in Vegas because uh, Steven Tyler was back in rehab. No way, dude. Ain't he like 112 years old? Like he's yeah. amazing. Looks great. I would but not go back to rehab at 112. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going out a blaze of glory. Rock and roll all the way through, brother. If you're going to do that this far, fucking get like, the rest of the last Yeah, I guess, I guess that does make, like, now, them would be the time to part, like, you're 70, yeah. you're still a yeah. rock star, and you're, you're like, like, well, what the fuck? What do I got? Care. Let's see what this was all 20 about. 20 years <laughs> left, maybe. I'm 115, know? dude. Let's do heroin. Yeah. yeah. I got money. Keep maybe it coming. Yeah, I guess Keep it coming, dude. He's like the new cocoon in the movie Cocoon. I'm just like missing. I had no idea the whole time. It's like how you preserve your final years. Oh, but man. it's just weird, and and uh, just being in law enforcement, man, you saw just crazy shit that that people did. But it was sure. usually due to the stuff they were putting in their body. Oh yeah, it alters your perception. Yeah, you know, I've met good cops. Just as much as I've met fucking crazy cops. There's a lot of good cops out there. I had this um, one guy that would fucking pull me over. He pulled me over like once a week when no I was in shit. Virginia. Just to say hi. Yeah, because <laughs> number one, I'm poor as fuck, so I got poor people problems, right? So poor people problems, uh, I can't pay insurance, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't wear a seatbelt, got pulled over. Immediate ticket for no seatbelt, no insurance, uh, no city sticker on my truck. There's three tickets right there, mm-hmm. okay? Do that once a week, it adds up. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Okay. That's nuts. And I can't pay the tickets because I'm fucking poor. All sure. I can do is pay my rent and eat. That's all I can do. I'm a young kid struggling, trying to make it through. Yeah. This guy said, uh, you, got, you can't drive that truck anymore. It's illegal yeah. for you to drive that truck. He told me this over and over. He could have taken me in the yeah. first time. Yeah. He made me pull it over one time. He said, call your friend. Tell him to pick you up. If I see you driving that truck again, I'm going to arrest you. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So I mean, to me, that's a good cop. Because oh, he didn't just jump on me the first time and take me in and cuff me and, you know, give me the fucking whole line. Yeah. He, I've, I've had plenty of nice encounters with yeah. police officers. Yeah, there, but they get a bad there, name. There's, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, there's, there's great cops out there. It's just like any profession, you have good and bad. So. Totally. I, I never had a good experience as a child, or a teenager, we'll say not child, as a youth with police officers myself <laughs> because I was always doing real dumb shit. Got it. And it fucking makes sense. And I was not, I was not the nicest dude because fuck him, right? That was my completely kid. I was Were like, you was out like, here in Arizona? I was here, but I was also back in small town Wyoming. Oh, and so okay. I was like, again, yeah. they had nothing better to do, and I was a prime target. I mean, I didn't make it very – I didn't really try and hide from the shit I was doing. I was like trying to make it known. I'm like, fuck y'all. Yeah. You know? Target-rich environment target. for the cops was fucking oh, Jay running It was me, man. Over. I was like fucking just like on my back, and I was like, hit me. You know, and then I try and retaliate with my smart mouth. I thought at the time, my hundred, my whole, all ninety-eight pounds of me, you know. Uh, but since becoming what I feel like a better uh, individual, and you know, wising up and not just doing dumb shit just to piss people off, yes. and like get that kind of a weird attention as a kid, and uh, just against the, you know the grain of whatever of uh, the authority figures. Um, I've met so many good cops. I met so many great firefighters, like which are my friends. You know, like along the way. And it's just, again, it's like sometimes you're doing dumb shit. You're going to get people being assholes. <laughs> it's like, it's just what I fucking, I cut this cop off. Yeah. He pulls me over. I immediately, I knew I'm fucking, I'm going to get it. He, I rolled the window down. He comes up. He goes, who the fuck taught you how to drive? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a good what do you cop want from though, me? right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. I mean, dude, I, seriously, dude? Yeah. I got no ticket, nothing. He yeah. just laid into me. I yeah. took it. It was my fault. What yeah, am I going to sure, do? Sure. Yell at him? Yeah, like, I was not paying attention to whatever was going on. Your, I, was like, I'm, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm tired. You know, <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Rah, 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 yeah. rah. Well, some of it is just you have asshole people that make it into a profession. Um, I've recently dealt with an asshole doctor. Like That's a whole other story, but yeah. fucking asshole. Um, and sometimes you have bad people make it into a profession. And... Uh, 
we were always good in my agency about policing our own. So, like, we hired this one guy, real short dude, and had the Napoleon syndrome to where he was like, I, I've, I have all the power now. <laughs> Tip of this and thing. Yeah. Yes. My bad guys were coming up to me, and they're like, hey, Sarge, you know, or whatever I was at the time. And they're like, hey, this fucking new guy, bro, he pointed his gun at me and fucking. And the fuck, like, dude? He had my whole, like. Peeps, all my peeps I always dealt with, and half of them were doing dirty shit, and they had warrants or whatnot, but they didn't respect this dude. He couldn't get the respect, because he was an asshole all the time. And it would be funny, because I'd be driving around, I'd hear this cop go out with somebody and hear him, "Uh, yeah, I'm out with uh, running the last name of Van Dyke, first a dick, and I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) And I knew it was like, some dude that I know that I've arrested, and you know, I know his real name. I knew they're just fucking with this cop. Right. <laughs> so I'd roll over to the call and I'm like, just stand there. And the bad guy's looking at me like, Oh man, he fucking knows who I am. And, and I just wait and I'd let this dude run the name. And they're like, D- are you sure the name's Dick Van Dyke? You know, this <laughs> dispatcher would come back with like, are, are you that fucking stupid that we're, we're actually doing this right now? And I'd be like, hey, just, just get off the radio, and here's his name, and I'll do it. And, I'll yeah, he's a felony warrant. And, but as, as much as we tried to teach this dude how to be a nice cop or a nice guy, and it doesn't always have to – you don't have to be a dick all the time. Yeah. He, he, he survived five years of law enforcement, and he got kicked the fuck out. Uh, um, and that's the way it should be. It's probably best. Yeah. You should be able to police your own. And, uh, it, the other side of it is, you know, I've been to calls where you're given a two year old CPR and they don't make it and you can't just end your day there. You you can't, okay, I need to go home now, which is probably what should happen to keep your mental health good. You know, they've come a long way in law enforcement to be like, you need a few days off, bro. Yeah, you know, that's cool. back then you didn't get that. So, um, you may deal with something like that one moment and you're on your way back to the station. And here comes Chris pulling out of a intersection and cuts you off. Uh-huh. So you're not in a good mood. You just, oh, sure. you just got yeah. done with this. And then like, instead of you did the right, Hey man, I'm sorry, sir. You know, here's yeah. my stuff. Which would be great. Okay, hey, don't do it again. You're, you know, why the fuck you pull me over? You get, you like, get that yeah. right away, right away. Especially now, yeah. everybody seems entitled to. You're not allowed to. You know, every everything should be lawless. It seems is the theme. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. why are you even pull me over for this? I should be allowed to just fucking drive like an asshole all day long. <laughs> sure. You know, and hit people to my yeah. own will. <laughs> so that pisses off the cop, and then they're like, "Guess what? I'm the cop." It's like you're actually not. reboot. So, I got the fucking opportunity here to make you shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> for being an asshole exactly. To I didn't so, want to go about this way, but you know, guess yeah. what? You push the hey, wrong button. Hey, have you had any interaction with cops in uh, other countries on tour? I have. I. Uh, well, yes, I have in Mexico. The federales. Oh, oh, you know, my God. This could oh, go on. This shake down a This could go on. Shake down a Juarez. <laughs> I don't even know if I've told this before on the story on the on podcast or not. But so we, me and the boys, I'm pretty sure I have because it's a pretty good story. Long story short, then. We're on tour, of course, as we always are. We stop. We have, we're racing to get to El Paso because we play the next night, but we want to get there because we want to go to Juarez because our big thing was going to Mexico, getting the cheap beers, hanging out. That's just the story of Authority Zero. That's how we were rooted, you know, like here in the it. Southwest. <laughs> so we're like, fucking cool. Let's go and we'll get there uh, like around midnight, maybe one o'clock. We'll cross the border, get some tacos, some cervezas, go party it up, play here tomorrow night. Well, we go down across the border, we get across, and uh, we have to walk because the border's closed uh, as far as passing through the driving at that point in time. We got there like 3 or 4 in the morning, finally. And so we walk across, and then we're walking down the strip, and we've been there before, and there's like all the clubs are closed, lights are on on the strip. We decide to go off the beaten path because we see like a light off to the right-hand side. We're like, well, let's just see what that's about. There's probably beers over there or something. Go, it's like a taco stand. And there's this kid whistling, this like creepy, I've said this before because the Devil's Advocate movie, you know, and their faces are morphing like those creatures. Yeah. Oh. This motherfucker, like he looked just like that chick in the movie, in the thing where she's what? like changing her bra, whatever. That face is stands in my mind. And yeah, so this guy's like sitting there like leaning up, he's like probably like a 16 year old kid, keeps on whistling every time the paddy wagon would roll by. 
and we're just getting our tacos. And I think this kid keeps looking at me like a side eye, creepy, like smile, weird thing. And I'm all, and I'm all, yeah, thanks for the heads up, bud. <laughs> I think he's looking out for our ass. He's not looking out for us. So we get our tacos. We start walking back, and all of a sudden we get just away from the taco stand, and the fucking federales pull up. The paddy wagon's right there, six 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 on the side of the paddy wagon. Come this on, is no bro. joke. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> you can, I guess, but legit. And it's a small little paddy wagon. Four federales get up. Put us up against the wall. There's like the whole band's there. One of our tour managers, I think, at the time, put us up against the wall. Start frisking us, doing all this shit, just digging the pockets, going for the money, go for my wallet. All the money I had at the point in time was in that wallet. So I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" So luckily, it didn't cause any problems. Yeah. But then I, we get frisked. My bass player at the time has a fucking pocket knife in his pocket, oh. and he pulls his eyes out. Mmm, no good. Yeah. Got no. to go to jail. No bueno. And we're like, "Fuck, seriously, dude." Luckily, my guitar player at the time, Bill Marks, is fluent in Spanish, talks to them about what's it going to cost us to get out of this, how much is a ticket. They're like, mm, no. They're like, come on the paddy wagon. We're like, fuck, we're screwed. We're going to go, yeah. we're going to die. <laughs> yeah, so right. we, yeah, so we get, uh, he talks them into like, it was like a hundred bucks a ticket or something like that, just to get us all off. Got us off. We walk back, just dick in our hands. Like, just, we wanted just to smack every one of them because you're like, you just got to take advantage of. You were helpless. You had nothing you could do. You're like, these guys could kill us right here. No one would know. It's yeah. dark alleyway. Just walked away with our, you know, pride just between our legs, just shot. And it's like, you know, we we're so bummed out. But that was our experience down there with bad cops. It, it's, it, I've, I've heard a couple stories like that, but I, I don't think I've ever known anybody that really got twisted up. It was but. sketchy. Like we, like I say, you were so helpless and at the mercy of like their laws, their moment, their country, all this stuff, dark alleyway. People go missing all the time. And especially, you know, Waters is a sketchy fucking zone. You know, Man, this was in Juarez. Juarez. You went to fucking Juarez. Juarez. Shake down in Juarez. Wrote a right? song about it. Like to hear. Here it go on the Tipping Point album. You can check it out online. Why would you like here, go? Here go. To, that's like the murder capital. That's what I'm saying. Of the world. So like we were definitely knew where we were at. Juarez. We were fucking still ignorant, and stupid kids. Like just band guys want to get some beers, go do our Mexico thing, and get our drink on, and fucking. That was legit happening. We're like, we're seriously going to get fucking chopped into pieces right now. Yeah. Unless we give them all the money we have and pay attention to what they're saying. You know, luckily, again, if Bill didn't know Spanish, we would have gone to jail. Probably never seen again. Who knows what the fuck would happen. I had a band play, uh, what's the Texas town, right? Hell Paso. Yeah. It's right (laughs) next to fucking Juarez, right? yeah. And uh, so we played a gig and like you could see the fucking border and... One of my guitar players hooks up with this girl mid-show. Like this is when I had to write. You know, I'm not going to say there was Dave Lansing or anything. So, <laughs> no. It so was, okay. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> All right. So one of my guitar guys uh, meets a girl, and they go to talk like outside after the uh, after the show, and they're literally standing in a parking lot, and this girl's like, "Yeah." come back to my house nice mexican girl and trying to get one of my guys to go to some house that's on the border of juarez uh, that's a like, red flag that's a red flag fucking yeah. happening uh-huh. i was like get in the fucking van well just then the club across the street has a shooting Whoa. so like people that are bleeding are running past me and everything uh. and like my band guys are shitting themselves but I was a cop, so yeah. I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. Like, you know, like people are <laughs> I need some action. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> something happens. And then to top it all off, the promoter, he, I had him wire the money, half the money ahead of time. So he goes, hey, let me pay you the rest of the money. So he goes, come outside. And I'm like, oh, this, this oh, is going to be fun. Just come outside. <laughs> Brings this big dude with him, right? Like six foot three dude. And, uh, they, they kind of go in between a couple cars, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking bite on this all day long, right? Yeah. And they didn't know what I did for a living. And uh, so we walk out there, and, and the guy goes to hand me the envelope. And I go, yeah, I can already look at that envelope and tell you that all our it's money light. in there. And dude's like, yeah, well, you're just going to have to deal with it. So I kind of pulled up my shirt, and I go, yeah, you're going to have to deal with shit. I go, me and you are going to stand here and talk while fucking Ding Dong over here runs in and goes and stuff dope. like seven more $100 bills in that motherfucker and comes out with the right amount of money. Or uh, I go, or I'm going to start with you and I'm going to go through the dude behind you. And he's like, oh, hold on. We'll fix it for well, you. That didn't work out like I planned in my mind. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm like, my band guys, none of them can fight. 
So if I start getting my fucking ass kicked, I go, I got to play this like I really know my shit. Bad like motherfucker. Bruce Lee and I'm carrying a gun. <laughs> yeah, and, fucking, dude. and it worked. And I was like, Good. all right, we, we need to get the fuck out of here. But I can't believe you were brave enough to go to war. We were just bro. dumb enough. There's no bravery involved. <laughs> what year was We this? were smart enough to like have a guitar player who knew Spanish and like not go to Mexico without that. Holy <laughs> shit. What year was it? This was in, what was it? Probably Early 2003 2000s. or yeah. four. Yeah, bro. That's like the pinnacle. It was like when shit was chopping heads off. Like, yeah. people were finding, you were hearing all that shit about the rave of Juarez. I remember that. You That's heard the like, time we went to hang out and get beers. Uh, I know. You heard about truckloads of dead bodies yes. being le- found in the desert. That's why we know? were like, we are actually going to legitimately get chopped into bits if we don't have a bill on us. And, you know, luckily, Bill worked the deal. <laughs> Gringo Bill, thank you. Gringo Bill, so man. much. Gringo Bill <laughs> Rops, saved brother. your life, bro. <laughs> you did. Crazy shit. The Spanish lessons, they really paid off. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. I need to learn another language. That's why we were a supportive band. We're like, you go to Spain, do your thing for two years. We're still a band. He's all good, man. <laughs> Saved our life. We didn't even know it. That was a future <laughs> premonition. Just like, this is going to be good in the future, I promise you. You ever call in a license plate and you know how they have like the word or, you know, they say shit on them now? Yeah. You ever have one that fucking made you laugh? Oh, there's, there's a ton out there. So... Obviously, I still hang with a bunch of cops, so us being jokesters are currently all thinking of what we could put on our personal license plates now just to get pulled over constantly. Oh, <laughs> so, like, 420. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I'll just say well, that. it's not even that because that, that shit's legal. So, we take it to the next level. Like, 267 was the code for like dope, like hard drugs. Oh. Yeah. So, like, uh, the other day, I'm like, hey, I got one. It's 267 dealer. You know, like, <laughs> I'll have that license plate. And, and my buddy's like, oh, I'm going to do, like, mobile meth lab abbreviated. <laughs> you know, and this other cop, we knows, like, no, I'm gonna, you're not going to check the trunk. Can I fit that on the fucking license plate? Or, so here's a know? question our, our listeners might want to actually know the answer to, because I've always wondered myself, because I see it, I'm okay. like, why the fuck would you do that? So do stickers, actually, we talked about stickers already, but... Do they actually like, I would think yes, immediately. I'm sure most people do, but some people don't clearly that when you put the super sick, certain stickers or anything like, you know, rages all night or, you know, there's things like that. They're like show that you clearly are probably driving drunk or that you're, or you're, you clearly like certain activities and, you know, drugs of nature. Do those like immediately attract you or do you think like that guy's got some fucking balls? He's probably not got shit on him. I, I, I'm thinking it, it's pr- for me. No, it, it was always trying to find something really legitimate to use a traffic stop and yeah. to get to somewhere. But there's some shit that people put on our car that just like fucking scream. The and you're wondering, like, pull me over. That's bro. what I'm saying. That's what my I question got shit in my car. bro. <laughs> so that's what's up. You know, you're like, yeah, there, there lies my question. Because I'm wondering if those guys just have huge balls and they know that they're going to be fine if they get pulled over or if the youth, if they're just like that stupid. So like, it's like, don't care if I do kind of thing. You know, it's like, I didn't know if it actually attracted or if cops like saw that. I was like, oh, that guy's probably not got anything on him because he clearly has no idea, no problem promoting it and uh, knows he'll probably immediately get pulled over if, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So I just wondered how that would work. Some like, cops look for that. They they look for, you know, you, you can't, you can't profile. You, yeah, it's, sure. it's illegal. Yeah. But there's some People shit. Do, it's not that that's the reason for your stop, mm-hmm. but it attracts attention. Right. And then you see it, and then you're driving behind them, and then they're like, they pull a fucking Chris far, Rock, far hard fucking left. full hard left. You know, <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, now I need to talk to you, bro. I have to. It's like, totally. So it, it's, yes, it's the catalyst that attracts the attention to go, watch me drive. And then, right. and then obviously, you're under Between the, the stickers and their driving behavior, you're like, oh, they weren't fucking around when they put that sticker on. Yeah, the they meant that shit. They're, they're wow. like, hey, I'm fucking full Pull me tilt. over and see what happens. Yeah. Full <laughs> tilt, bro. Full send. Full tilt. Yes, yeah, there you go. Full tilt. <laughs> Goes to zero to 100 and over one cocktail. Over one cocktail. Lightweight. A guy who lived across from me used to deal drugs, <clears throat> guns, all kinds of crazy shit. He, he had a family. You know what I mean? It was crazy, but he was young, so he was doing young shit. So anyhow, his truck was an old beat-up Ford truck, and the back of the truck was filled with children's toys. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> what? So he would have illegal guns that he was delivering and packages of drugs. 
and he would use this mask. Never got pulled over. Mask it okay. with kids' toys yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I've I've had some interesting things where um, people have masked. You know what they're doing with other things, whether it be a fucking delivery. You know who used to get me all the time, where I'm like, "Oh, I got a stolen vehicle. It's going northbound, high rate of speed." Yeah. Was the paper fucking deliverers at three in the morning? No shit. <laughs> Would always drive on the wrong side of the road, or like drive like a maniac to where you thought somebody just stole a car. So all night long, we we get behind cars. And we, I got one running. You know, it's, it's paper girl. You know, <laughs> so I get the papers out in time. <laughs> my wife will tell you the best fucking police story of my career, which is so I'm from Pennsylvania, moved out here. There's a lot of fields out here. There is back in Pennsylvania, but I never seen a crop duster ever. Okay. Right. Like when you fart. So, uh, yeah, right. Because yeah. that's my move. <laughs> so my first week solo after fucking training, you better not crop dust this in here. Bro. I swear yeah. to God. I think he started the thing off. To go dust. with I the did. story, right? Dude, I've shit yeah. 10 times since I've been here. So. <laughs> so I'm a week off FTO, brand new by myself. I'm, I'm working towards the south, all these fields are around, and it's like 3 in the morning, and I see a plane crashing. So I fucking get on the radio. I get an airplane. Uh, he's come down in the field over here. Hold on, he's going back up. He's turning around. He's looking for a place to land. He just went under the wires. He's coming back around. He's looking for... And this goes on for like five fucking minutes, right? Yeah. Finally, one of my other officers that are working stops laughing long enough to go, Crop dumpster! <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And sure as shit, I get up close and... It's a fucking crop duster. Yeah, man, it's good. The radio was silent for like hours, and and then they all meet up with me, and they're like, "Buddy, you're a special kind of fucking special." Wow. They're like, "This went on for ten minutes, bro. We're dying." Like, you awesome. never seen a fucking crop duster in your life, and it's the first time was, for everything. I was embarrassed, man. Oh, I was, man, I awesome. was like, "Holy shit, that was that was a good one." My, awesome. my wife, who was a, a dispatcher, and yes, that's how I met her. And uh, she always held me to that story because she heard when she got hired, you ever hear the Jay Crop Duster story? And no, it's not a Chris Roch Crop Duster type story. But <laughs> hey. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, I do on. that in, in the store, in the aisle, and then I bounce. That's good. I'll walk up to my wife and I'm like, we got to leave. Fresh greens. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got to leave. It's now. time to go now. Now, now. <laughs> you ever walk into someone's fart? It's fucking gross. Dude. Yeah. It's, pretty, it's yes. offensive. It, I agree. Pink guy. Yeah. Instant pink guy. I mean, me, mine don't, mine don't stink. Yeah. They don't. No, of course. Don't. No, no shit, don't stink either. Not, yeah. not after drinking this coconut water, right? No. Oh, the purest no. of coconuts. It's a pure, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, there's a koozie. You don't use the koozie? I, I don't. I, I, I go bareback. <laughs> yeah. Bareback these coconut waters all day. <laughs> I, I, Fill it up again. Trying to we, raw dog this coconut water. Koozies. The wife collects koozies, and we have probably. A thousand of them at home from different shows, concerts, oh, sure. companies. Yeah, that's our deal too. We got to say like Ben in the in the kitchen. Are you tired over there? No. What's going on? Did that happen on Whoa. air? What's going on, dude? You <laughs> yawning? He Did myself just catch up air. with myself? <laughs> <laughs> Here's my latest little creation. Oh, sick, this dude. Is my business card. Redline huh? Management, J Redline CEO. This is a plastic so card. So sick. If you are going to do cocaine yeah. later, you will thank me. Oh, okay. yes. Oh, Chop this, this up. This thing yes. coming. Dude. Certainly. Carry sure. that wherever you go. <laughs> nice. You pick a lot of people in music biz, I'll hand that to, and they're like, dude, thank you. Fucking awesome. <laughs> I've been looking for one of thank these. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Put this to use. Not me, but a friend of mine. Yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. That's fucking great. Right on. Redline management. My man. So you got any more bands you're managing, or, or is it just Christopher? Man, it, it's 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 quality over quantity is right. is what I want to focus on. Um, I have something brewing. I, I won't jinx myself now with the Shane Boys, but mm -hmm. in the future, I'd like to branch out and have my own agency and hire a couple just young guns that are hungry to actually do the right thing in the music biz, yeah. like I feel I have. Um, there's some artists here in town that I'd fucking love to work with. Um, one of them, Sarah Robinson. Okay. Um, that girl's voice is just, we played a show with her at Last Exit Live, and I think she is absolutely amazing. 
I got her I got her a gig for PBR doing something once, but she uh, I I love to work with her. There's some other bands in town that I love to at least help because again it, it comes back to they put all this time and effort into a song and a video and then they have no marketing so the world doesn't hear it. Nobody hears it. There's six friends on Facebook yeah. hear it and. It's kind of like my YouTube channel. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, maybe I need to help your YouTube channel. We're going to do a little something, something for your yeah. YouTube good, good. channel. I yeah, got you up. covered. I need the numbers. I need them off. We're, the we're going to help you with your numbers, man. And, 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 and it's not that hard, and it's not expensive to, to get your shit out there. I mean, I think your team has got it. Um, sometimes shit just takes off. You're good, and you have that cult following. You don't need to to lay a ton of money behind it. Mm-hmm. And then some bands need every fucking dollar they can get to, oh, push, to yeah. push the bullshit that they're putting out. But, you know, it, it, it drives me nuts. Some of the local bands, I'm like, man, you know, you're like trying so hard, but you're not doing the basic fucking key thing. The fundamentals. That will help you get to the goal that you're just, you're totally missing the point you know, and you're spending all this money to to have it go nowhere. It, it yeah. drives me nuts. And marketing's real interesting for me because it's a background I focused in when I got my degree and and the whole business side of it. So you have a business degree as well, or what's your what's your degree in? So with, uh, uh, with business management, and I have a focus oh, cool. in music as well. So and marketing and. Uh, the marketing world it is tough i ain't gonna lie it's from youtube to facebook it's saturated that's yeah, what it is it's just yeah. bullshit all yeah. fucking day long and i think the last viral platform now is going to be tiktok instagram yeah. reels is doing great yeah but tiktok is just i mean tell me it's the number YouTube one app. don't lay in oh, bed yeah. at night right before you go to sleep and you're oh like, like, and hey, know everybody who does it's like talking it's like, all night long right click, yeah click, by the way click, follow click, us click. on tiktok at jawbreaker pod and do not flip that until it's finished yeah tell a friend <laughs> yeah it, tiktok's weird because it's all about volume it's, yeah like normally you'll take like instagram you're like okay i got these five pictures I need to space them out. Don't blow your load all at once. You yeah. told me at one time, right? Yeah. So you get some longevity out of it. Yep. But if you want it to go on TikTok, you need to blast five out right yeah. away. Exactly. A, and, and one of them will hit. I have one of me flipping the steak. You said this one. That's I have awesome. 5.1 million hits Nuh-uh. on one video. Really? Yeah. No shit. And when I want more followers, I just fucking put a new Roll song behind that video and launch it. And Did it you monetize goes, that shit? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God. We got to help yeah, you. I'm reaching 20,000 followers on TikTok. We got to help you. Help me out, dude. You're dude. the guy. Yeah. Poor guy. I know. You're working too hard. That's what we're talking about right now, Chris. Yeah. It's a beautiful I video. I'm saying. You need his management. <laughs> Apparently, I got his card. Yeah, you got my card now. Got you card. Can contact Cotter. me, Cocaine card and man. Yeah. <laughs> Wake you right up. You no, as most managers do, red I'm going to need red line. line. It's not a red eye. It's red line. Red white line, line. White line fever. Oh. <laughs> it's too fitting now. What the fuck? It's right in front of our eyes. That's insane. That's great. Oh. Um... But yeah, Christopher Shane's the only artist I have. Follow him at Christopher Shane Music or at Chris Shane Music and Chris Shane Band on TikTok and all that good stuff. But I'm pulling oh, up TikTok oh, right now. I'm going to show you that. He's going to TikTok me to video. death over here. Yeah, you're getting TikToked. We got here. He is. The podcast chef on TikTok. Go ahead and follow me. I have 19,000 followers and climbing. I have but here's climbing. that fucking. Here's the jammy right flip. there. There it is. I'm flipping the steak right now. Look at that crust. And that's it. That's it's it? five seconds of what? fucking glory. Now, that's the thing is it's only five seconds. So you're going to be scrolling, and you're going to fucking see it. And if you want to see it That's not even a steak, bro. That's, that's like a quarter steak. of a cow. Yeah, yeah it's massive. Side. That crust is unbelievable. That's a good one. 5.1 wow. million. I want some of that. Go ahead and look at it. If you want to look at it, go ahead right ahead. Uh, the podcast. Yeah, We're saying, I thought I was like balling with my 1.7 million views for the guy's nice ride video, but yeah. apparently. I've got a thousand. My biggest video on my TikTok is a thousand views, and it's like I've just kind of dabbled into it, I guess. That's why. Um, but it's me doing an impression of a Wookiee. And that's what? it. Oh, I <laughs> like that. Tour. Yeah, you and your buddy. Yeah, yeah me and my I buddy. Eric. My ass yeah. off. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, did it off of the Wookiee. <laughs> the Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, know, you can take that cookie and shove it up your. <laughs> you know, 
And I thought it was brilliant. I'm like, this is going to get so many hits, be viral. And it didn't. It got a thousand people. That's it. You know, but that, the biggest video on my TikTok. It's all about shares. Yeah. That, with, that's what it is with TikTok. If you get someone to share your video, and then it gets more shares and more shares. Yeah. That's what makes it. That, so it's yeah, it's just, yeah. it just. But that's funny you did that because I was just texting with Fred Durst about something that I no got. Shit. I got Show going on. Video. Dude, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Please do, seriously. Can you send that to me so I, don't I can send it to him? I will absolutely. I'll try to figure Dude, out how to that's, do that. Just send me a, a link to it, and and I'll. But the Chris Shane guys have something going on, which I wanted to incorporate him into. But I think he's, I think he's got because he just canceled some tours, and I think he's got something going on right now. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's weird that you brought that up because it's, it's, it's like, just like the Cabo thing. Now it's the the Durst and the Wookie. It's full circle, dude. It yeah, really you know, is. Just, we're taking him with, bro. That's it. Go. When I leave here today, we're taking him with. Where am I going? That's it. We'll go to Cabo. Let's guys? go to Cabo. Yes. Oh, back to a good police story. You have a Mex- Mexico police story. Yeah. So I'm down there with the Nice Ride CEO. We're looking at this like $5 million yacht, fishing yacht we're, we're going to buy. And uh, so I decided to go shopping because I need a nice, you know, $200 shirt to go out to dinner in. Of course. So I go to the mall. I'm coming back with my bag. I'm in my flip flops. And we're in the hotel district by the beach. And these two dudes. These two white dudes come right around the corner bleeding, and they're like, you can tell they're trying to hide or they're trying to outrun people. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, in police work, we call that a clue that something's going on. <laughs> we right? call that a clue. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, I see the federalities, right? <laughs> a clue. And I see like townspeople, like looking, like innocent looking townspeople looking for these two dudes that obviously started some shit. Well, Stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the fucking federalities on motorcycles. Covered in clues. <laughs> yeah, covered in clues. Look at all those clues. I'm like, clues everywhere. It's like blues clues and, and everything. Some good detective work. So I'm walking with my bag of shirt and, and everything. My shirt that probably stands out way too much. Another and, clue. Uh, another fucking clue. Carrying a bag with clues falling out. Just and these ever- two dudes duck down behind the car to evade the federalities. Well, you know, I'm fucking Corona drinking, having a good time. Got a buzz going on. But all of a sudden, the cop clicks in me right even though i'm retired i'm like yeah. i fucking see the federalities go right here right here bro and i start pointing <laughs> and the two dudes look at me and we're like what the, the fuck, fuck man bro? and i'm like sorry i was a cop I and, and i keep walking and the federalities come up and hook them <laughs> up and fucking arrest them <laughs> turns out i get back to the hotel and like the whole town's talking about how these two dudes started this big melee on the beach and were fucking hitting people. Oh, and shit. Then they got their ass kicked. And so that night we, we go to a restaurant with my fucking shirt that the had the clues shirt. on it. Right? Wow, blue yeah. shirt. And uh, the two Federale guys, the motorcycle cops, were outside of the thing and they're like, oh my God, my friend. And I, you know, I tell them, <laughs> uh, my in friend. Spanish, <laughs> uh, I used to be a cop. And they're like, so uh, they were like, oh, you know, I was like a lieutenant. So all night long, you know, they call me Patron every time they see me. Uh, yeah. The boss, you know, they're like, hey, what's up? And so I made some friends and the nice ride owners like, what fucking took you so long? You I was saving lives. You get a yeah. shirt. I go, <laughs> I do. buddy, I made two apprehensions just walking back to them. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, dude, come on. You're going to fucking get us. I'm like, I got this, bro. I'm on duty out here in Cabo. Yeah. So, sometimes you got to, like, jump back in action. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Sometimes it just takes over, man. Yeah. Yeah. Clues everywhere. Clues. Clues <laughs> popping. Clues. We call those like clues. <laughs> that was awesome. I got to yeah. piss like a two-peckered billy goat on a flat rock. I Can I watch? I'm going to borrow your bidet. I can't. That's it. I think we should wrap this up. My this man, has been good. This is a great conversation. Another great podcast great with Jay Redline. Absolutely. Hey. Yes, sir. You two gentlemen are stars, and I know your shit's going to pop harder than 5.1 million. 5.1 well, you know, million. So good start. Just, let's get some marketing behind it. Well, I don't know Fred Durst. You two Durst, will be but, the stars hey. that you need to be. That Wookiee video is going to go it Oh, better, my dude. God. Yeah. Wait till I send it to Fred Durst, and he's like, oh, my God, we need to recut this, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be, I'll be like, he fucked that guy, man. <laughs> no, right? Fucking <laughs> like, Wookiee, man? Really? What? The Wookiee? <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, then. Uh, well, thank use you the again, promo Jay. code JAW. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. It was It's a been blast. a pleasure. It's yeah. our pleasure. JAW. Ja. Uh, buy all the nice ride products and use the promo code JAW for 10% off. Do it. J-A-W. JAW. 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 Pints of Guinness, a night like shots of whiskey. There's a bar in my hometown where I know that they all miss me. There's a fire that keeps on burning, and as we stare into the flames, the points they keep on coming as we drink away our pain. Guinness, as Bill I used to say, it rains so fucking much here that we'll drink away the day. As night it starts to fall on old Dublin town, the points they keep on coming, and yeah, you know where I'd be found. My Sparkle, oh yeah, you know where I